Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hangtime Podcast. Joining us now, comedian Chelsea Peretti, NBA All-Star Roy Hibbert. Roy is our nation's most treasured actor. He's got chops, he's got talent, and he also has three tickets to Lakers. <laughs> With your host, Galliot Anderson, stuffed it down behind his head. Seku Smith, Lang Whitaker, and Rick Fox. Our next guest should have been our first guest, Isaiah Thomas. How do you think you would play in today's NBA with the rules the way they are? Be honest. Uh, average story. <laughs> we will win a lot. <laughs> and it's, it's our main man, Roderick Turner from the Los Angeles Times. Hey, too, can I say this first? <laughs> you know you when can. When I started covering the Lakers, when Rick Fox played, I had hair. They wore me out. Now it's time for the tip-off. Here comes Chris Paul. The lob. The jam! Oh, what a monster jam by DeAndre Jordan! Oh, oh, oh. Look at Blake. Look at the bench. Lamar Odom walked all the way down to the other end of the floor with almost a sheepish grin on his face. <laughs> Poor Brandon Knight, man. The... I feel bad for him. Oh, man. Can we have a moment of silence for him? I know. It's like, man, people act like he, there was a funeral for him or something two days later. And then, later. well, Tad injured insult. He got hurt the next game. I know. Sprained his ankle. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome Love to the Hangtime you. Podcast. Thank you, Smith, from the Hangtime blog at NBA.com. Lang Whitaker, my main man in studio. I'm here. For his annual appearance. <laughs> he comes dressed properly, Rick, in Jordans and a T-shirt. Like, you know, okay. official Hangtime Podcast dress code. You know, you got to come right in. Rick Fox in L.A., hey. In my pajamas. What's up with the weather now? <laughs> Lang, Lang swears there's going to be like a typhoon Nami or something out there. You got to watch out for it. You never know in L.A. That's... <laughs> Every time I go to California, I think, man, this place is so beautiful. I could totally live here. Oh, yeah, they have earthquakes. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Uh, you know, There's one drop. A hurricane, you, you get a couple days before it shows up. Right. Out here, the ground just starts shaking. How many earthquakes have you been through, Rick? Um, I, I, one tremor and a number of them far enough out that I didn't feel it, but right. it was reported upon. Uh, and a couple where I've been out of town where they've actually gone down here. So I've been lucky, man. Well, since we're talking about your experiences, what's the I, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. On all that wood, <laughs> what's the worst you were ever dunked on? Um, well, uh, let's see. Uh, Mike got me once. No. Oh. Yeah, he got me once. We got to find a video of that. Um, uh, and usually, I usually I would foul, grab the person out right. the air before they got to that point. Um, so I don't recall any embarrassing. Moments that were carried across, you know, <laughs> airwaves. Podcasts. Like, uh, yeah, man. Thank God I played in an era that didn't have all of this. Right. But, but yeah, because maybe I just, you know, blocked it out of my mind. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I've been dunked on. Uh, not to that extent, but been dunked on to where I was embarrassed. Brandon but, Knight is getting a lot of ridicule for this, like, but a lot of people arguing that hey, he did what he's supposed to. He rotated over, you know, weak side defense. He jumped. Yeah, he did all the right things fundamentally in terms of the basketball play. To me, it's yeah. Don't don't let that discourage you, young fella. Always make the right basketball play. Yeah, I, I would have run the other direction. As I was gonna say I me personally. <laughs> yeah. I'm smart enough to know that when a seven footer is going up in the air to catch some, you even if you jump a little bit, you know to turn like and yeah. deflect it so that maybe they only see the side of you. He took the full. You know, blow and then like fell out on the middle of the floor like he got. Well, you know, yeah, he got hit so hard yeah, he couldn't yeah. even put an arm down to catch himself. Yeah. So yeah. a fall from that height alone was painful. 
But then the ball hit him in the head. <laughs> yeah. The ball hit him in the head and bounced out of bounds, and then nobody helped him up. Yeah, they, well, it's the react. It's always the reaction on a big dunk that makes it. Like if you dunk and nobody does anything, it's I mean, like Chris eh. Paul. Chris Paul came over and stepped on him too. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that part of it though? Like, I mean, we all know when when you go out on the court and you get in the game. I mean, there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. it happened. I mean, I got dunked on a couple times in high school. It happens. You, you're Look, out man, there and people win the lottery. And don't get dunked on like that. <laughs> and the chances was pretty slim, slim that something like that could happen. It's almost like losing the lottery. Well, I mean, listen, I I got I had a dude trying Tebow on me, you know, <laughs> at All Star Weekend last year, you know. So I mean, it, crazy things can happen. I don't know about try. Lang, Lang had Trinidad James all over him this year, just serving him up in in Houston. It happens. Yeah, it does, and that's you know. but that's part of it. Like it's you yeah. know you there's a chance you're going to get embarrassed when you go out on yes, the basketball. There's court. no shame in your game. Brandon Knight, just prepare for a lifetime of a, of being immortalized at DeAndre Jordan's house because there will be which is worse there will be a you know a, a watercolor or a, some kind of illustration of that play well, hanging up in DeAndre Jordan's house forever. But which is worse, that or like two weeks before that when Kyrie Irving broke Brandon Knight's ankles Ooh, at the All Star? He's weekend. had a tough. He's had a tough few weeks. He had a tough stretch yeah, there. He's, he's, it's been rough. I saw go I saw a video. Dump. I saw a video too, Rick, where he jumped over the bench one time, trying to make a hustle play, and like gave himself a Gatorade shower. He ran into the cart with the Gatorade on it, and all of it fell on him. Dude. I mean, he's just Look, had a he's had a rough season. It, well, it, it takes away from all the all the real pain that he plays for the Pistons, <laughs> and they have just had as bad a year collectively <laughs> as he has individually. Right? Yeah, it's tough. I, I feel for the young fella. Uh, hopefully, he gets better. Obviously, and. Maybe everybody's power will go out and nobody can watch that video for a day or two or something. I don't know. Because um, it ain't going anywhere. I mean, no, I've seen it yeah. everywhere. Somebody says it's only like, good morning, America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, dude, up in, dude up in space in the space. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, damn. Man. Um, you know what? There's a – I know that's a big story and that's all anybody wants to talk about. But there is a basketball team in the NBA playing pretty well right now. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. The Lakers? That's all we talk about. Miami Heat, (laughs) 19 straight. Yeah. Let's be honest, guys. Uh, We're we're not sitting here and saying this is not something special. This is it's, it's an unbelievable streak uh, that we're on because we're, we're playing good basketball. We've winning in, in, in different fa- phases of the game. We're playing different, um, you know, different styles. We've and we've won every game on, on the road, you know, at home, you know, double overtime games, into regulation games, whatever the case may be. We've been able to pull games out. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not special what we're doing, um, but at the same time, we don't want to get caught up into it too much and, and you know not seize the the moment out. You know that we're in each and every night, shooting for the for the Lakers' uh, hallowed ground of thirty three straight. Rick, how far can the can these guys drag this thing? Do you think uh, they could run the table? I think so. <laughs> they I, lose I, mean, I say that I say that loosely, but I honestly believe that they they've they've locked in uh, to the kind of basketball they want to play in the playoffs. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if they do, which they may, and they probably will lose a game or two left the rest of the season, it may be one or two. Uh, but at this point at 19, I have to look at the schedule to see who they have in the remaining next 14 or so here to to get to 33. But I, I, I don't that, – what a great challenge for them to, to really have something to excite them at this point in time in the season to go to the, you know, go to the arena for to keep this thing alive. And, uh, man, boy, they – 
I'll tell you this, they could run the table in the playoffs too. Here's here's who they have left. I've got it right here. Uh they play to get to they have a they have a road swing coming up or they have a lot of road games coming up. So they have um at Milwaukee will get them to 21 wins. At the Celtics will get them to 23. At the Bulls will get them to 28. At the Spurs to get to 30. Mm. Um, mm. Nah, yeah, yeah, no those are the playoff teams, no and then table. if they get to thirty, thirty-one is against the Knicks, who've played pretty well against the Heat this year, mm-hmm. and thirty-four is the Bucks, thirty-six Celtics, thirty-seven Bulls. So, the, but they, those are the only playoff teams they have left. So they got about two or three teams in there that could. Yeah, that, could do that Spurs good. game, I think, is the one you should really circle in. See, red. I'm thinking they could drop one of these games to somebody that has no business staying. Yeah. Staying with them because that's the one that seems like teams always lose. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, Philly or somebody crazy pops them instead of Boston or the Spurs or one of these big time teams. Um, yeah, hey, listen to this stat. I found this on Reddit.com on the NBA um, page. Um, in the final five minutes of a game, when they are ahead or behind by five points, which is the clutch stat, mm-hmm. the Miami Heat are plus one nineteen <laughs> on the season. They are number one in point differential, field goal percentage, and assist to turnover ratio in the clutch. It's called uh, having LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in your uniform. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I, listen, I was down there for the big so-called showdown Sunday night between the Pacers and the Heat, and I'm telling you, I'm still trying to figure out where the Pacers are. They they, they got blown off the court. They really let me down. I did that game on, on yeah. uh, Sunday night. I think it was Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday yeah. night. Yeah, I mean, they got destroyed. Because, really, you know, I could have gone 3-0 and this week in bragging rights. <laughs> oh, don't go there. They just didn't show up. You know what? They just took they took poor poor shot selection. was terrible. They took yeah. poor shots, threw a lot of threes in the first quarter. Yeah. They made, you know, they made unforced turnovers. Well, Lance Stevenson was floor. a disaster. Yeah, on the heat floor. You can't give yourself a chance to win if you're doing that. I mean, they're a young team. You would think that Coach would have kept the leash on them a little shorter. You know, made sure they got out of the, out of the gates at least on still on the horse. Yeah, right. Uh, and they shot themselves in the foot. They played they played better in the second quarter. They gave the they gave uh, the ball down low to West, and they should have given him. He should have had thirty five shots. Right. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, they Miami just put stomped on them, man. I felt like too with so much yip yap going on beforehand. You know, I was you know it's gonna be interesting to see. Which team didn't allow that stuff to kind of become or impact their play? And I thought the Heat brushed it off. And having been through plenty of dramatic, you know, scenarios like that, they didn't let that kind of stuff play with their minds. It looked like to me Paul George, you know, Stevenson, some of those younger guys for the Pacers got caught. Even Roy Hibbert got caught up in the back and forth and trying to send a message and make a statement. And by the time they looked up, it was a 20-point game in the third quarter. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and, that, and that's dangerous because I think when you talk about drafting to the playoffs and, like, kind of tapering your game to what, where it needs to be come the end of the regular season and going into the postseason, you can't have – you know, that would have been like if Mario Chalmers had decided to take the bait and it turns into a foolish fest right. between him and Stevenson or one of the, you know, other backcourt players for the Pacers. You can't have your guys playing outside of – of what they do best. I thought Stevenson was indicative of the Pacers that day. And, I mean, I'm not just picking on him, but he's the most glaring example where he was just taking shots and playing outside of the rhythm that the Pacers have played in. 
right. these past few weeks. And that costs you in a game when you're playing somebody of equal or, or greater well, they're a young talent team. and ability than you have. They're a young team. And I think people are waiting for the Pacers to make that jump. Yeah. You know, like when that's where I feel. Yeah. That's when I feel Vogel dropped the ball, I thought. Right. Right. Uh, and I think people like gave them too much freedom. People were looking at that game Sunday night. Is this, is this the time when they do it? Right. And maybe it doesn't happen when we're all looking. You know, like maybe it's going to happen. It's going to be some other time. And then yeah. all of a sudden you look up and you're like, oh, the Pacers have won 10 in a row or whatever. Right. But this, this is a Heat team that, if you think about it, they've been winning all year with not a whole lot of talk from their supporting about their supporting cast right. actually producing. Right. And as of late, those guys are starting to show up. Yeah, they got to get Doesn't it look to you, Rick, or maybe, I mean, to me, it looks like those other guys – for once, the Heat looked like a team. Like yeah. those other guys look like they know their roles, they understand it, mm-hmm. they all get along now. You don't, as you said, you don't hear a lot of talk of those guys. But like Chris Anderson, there's something like twenty and two since they brought him in. Um, they're they're. It seems like for the first time since LeBron's been there, really, like it's the most like a team that this the Heat have looked like. Most defined, yeah. Their identity is clear when yeah. you see them. And that, I mean, I guess that's what you want. You know, you want to be playing your best basketball post-All-Star break, heading into the postseason. You know, you don't want to peak too early. Is this peaking too early? I was just going to say, I, I, I could make an argument that it's a little bit early. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of uh, sustaining such such energy yeah. uh, for the next, you know, we, we had a streak like this at one point. I remember this in 2000, we had a 19-game win streak, and we were rolling. Right. And quite frankly, to, toward we had the most difficult time winning a championship that year, mm-hmm. and lost I think seven or eight games in the playoffs, and right. you know, we ended up winning, but we almost got dethroned by not dethroned, we almost got ups, upset by the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, came back, but the other two, the other two runs to championships at this time of year, we were kind of conserving energy, right, and actually you know bottling bottling that up for the playoffs. So, I, look, I think. They're on a high. They're defending champions. They want that rush again. They want to prove that it wasn't just, you know, a lucky championship run last year because it was a lockout season. You know, they, they have a lot to prove. Uh, and, and I recall after we won our first championship, our energy was high the second year because when you win a championship, that excitement level right. and that, that joy and that rush is like it's a high. Yeah. And you want to feel it again. And what they don't know is that when they, if they do, if they were to do it again, the high is never the same. Right. And, right. So, and so, you know, but it, it's it's enough fuel to get them there and have them to have them want to do it again. You know. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's interesting. You know, talking to those players after that game Sunday night, they weren't. Uh, you don't get caught up in it during the regular season when you've already won a championship and you understand where you're going like LeBron kept saying it now I, I think everybody thought he was just saying it kind of as a throwaway line but he's like listen we want to win a championship we want to we want to win the last game of the season we want to be there standing when it's all over he said we're not playing to win a bunch of games during the regular season because if you do that and don't finish it the right way who you know nobody's going to care that you won all these consecutive I, games I think of it like as a as a Braves fan and then the 1990s the Atlanta Braves were so good in the regular season every year mm-hmm and then they could never do it in the postseason, you know, and they would always peak like around now, and then they would kind of wind down heading into the playoffs. And yeah. I, so that's why I, the only thing with the, the Heat that makes me a little, it's a little tiny bit early for them yeah. to to be playing the the way that you want them to play. Like if they're playing like this in the playoffs, you, it's over. Yeah, stay healthy. I mean, right. you you the, need a lot of stuff to go right. This just in: the Miami Heat need to be concerned <laughs> because 
Killer Dolphins Escape Ukrainian Naval Base. That's that's the news. Watch out for the Killer Dolphins. Dr. Evil's Killer Dolphins. Speaking of... uh... Speaking of breaking news, this is a few days old, but it's certainly... <laughs> so it's not breaking news. Yeah, so it's certainly going to be a painful thing for uh, some Knicks fans to hear about, obviously, is Amari Stoudemire out again, um, you know, missing six weeks after knee surgery. And take a listen to what Mike Woodson had to say about Amari's latest injury and kind of what, what this does to the Knicks. You know, I feel for Amari because, again, he's put a lot of work in uh, this summer, you know, to get back out on the court and, you know, what he went through at the beginning of camp and and now he's, you know, he's got to go back in again. And, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I feel for for the young man because he's he puts so much time and hard work in. Well, when does he get back? Yeah. You know, if he's there for the playoffs. I think the team, th- that's part of the thing about having so many old guys on that team is like, they, you know, they, they don't, they can kind of pick up where they left off, I feel yeah. like. Um, Grumpy old man. <laughs> the Carmelo injury to me is a little more troubling, yeah. you know, because it's all—it's really vague, and no one really knows exactly what yeah. what's going on, and don't you know, know how long it lingers. He didn't look great against uh, what was it two nights ago when he came yeah. back. So, Golden State. Yeah. So, uh, like, if if you lose one of those guys, I feel like you can sort of pick it up. But losing two of those guys is is yeah. really tough. What do you think, Rick? You think this? You think the Knicks can can do whatever they're going to do with or without Amari, or is it a deal where not having him is a deal breaker? I I think they are going to eventually need an extra body, mm-hmm. uh, just as the, as those uh, older guys take their way into May and May and June if they get that far. Right. Uh, you, you need all the all the manpower you can get. And Amari is you know he's starting to shape round and form there, and is 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 and helping his team off the bench, but. They had one with him. I, I, you know, I'm still stuck on the on the oil and water of the two of those guys, Carmelo and, and right. Amari. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if they just have the wrong, you know, astrological signs that just don't mesh. Mesh. What? I, it, it, look, I, I prefer to see them on separate teams personally. Yeah. I, I, you get for some reason you get a different Carmelo when he's when it's his team and he's at the four and he he's not looking over a shoulder. And, and you know, and Amari just hasn't. Neither of them seem to to be effective on a level that we expect them to be yeah. when they're playing on, a, on you know at the same time. So I think it may bode well. As crazy to say, it may bode well for uh, the Knicks catching the kind of rhythm they had again at the beginning in the first twenty five thirty games because they were they were strong. They knew what they were doing. Right. And and uh, if they get back to that, quite frankly, that's the best basketball they've played all year. So. Yeah. And, yeah, then, they, and then they, and then Amari would come back like right when the playoffs start. Right. And you got to figure out how to fit him in. Yeah, and, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. Then you come all that pressure to put him back in the game. Right. Interesting. Yeah, that, I don't. At that point, if they go back to the way they were playing at the beginning of the season, then yeah, you just got to. I'm telling Amari, yo, man, get get right for the next for next year, bro. Right. Right. That's 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 gonna be interesting to see how that how that plays out because they can't um, they can't move him. No, no, you can't move him when he's damaged. You know when he's coming off knee surgery like that again another knee surgery um you rick you raise a good point about just you know when is it that you know a team has kind of that that right flow and the spurs you know just handling oklahoma city the other night um in a matchup of the two best teams in the western conference um 
I don't know what to think of the Spurs. I, I didn't think they had made this huge leap from last year. I go, yeah, I'm saying now nah, I don't think they've done anything to make themselves better. But now you, you watch them every night, with or without Tony Parker, with or without Tim Duncan, with or without Manu, they look like they're better. I don't know how they did it. I guess it's hard work and evolution of Tiago Splitter and Kawhi Leonard and some of these guys. But Danny Green. Danny, Danny Green. Green. They just look better. Yeah. I mean, they I look, look, they look like younger. the best team in the West. They're younger. They're fresher. Yeah. They're, you know, they're more – they're improved from the inside, meaning, meaning that they didn't go out and get a big-time free agent. They didn't get some superstar draft pick. Uh, their young talent that were low draft picks just got better. Right. And, and they keep getting better. And then throughout the course of the season, they've gotten more and more minutes so that here we are at the end. You know, they, they, they're comfortable out there. And they actually effectively know what Coach Pop wants them to be doing. They I think what that's they a should be doing. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 he had, and Pop has enough options to pull the, you know, to be the puppet master and pull the strings. And, and you know, as you know, he'll sit somebody out like he did last, last night. night. Yeah. Somebody that I needed in my fantasy league, Pop. <laughs> Jeez. I, talked to a, I talked to a former player yesterday, and he was saying how awesome that must be for, like, Tim Duncan to where you play Oklahoma City. And then after, everything, yeah. Yeah, and then after the game, Pop comes. He's like, look, we're going to Minnesota for one night. Just stay here. Get some shots up. Get yeah. some rest. You don't have to do that. You know, right. he's like, for the players on the team, that must be great. That must be such a good feeling. That's crazy, man. I, I just, I, I was talking to somebody this morning uh, here at NBA.com, um, and, and I was saying this. Seriously, go back and check any professional sports team and see if they've been as successful with a core group that has aged the way the Spurs has, but with all of these, you know, surrounding parts and periphery players, how do you sustain this kind of excellence year after year where you are a – I mean, you certain teams, they could not have their two or three best players on a given night and stay within 20 points of somebody. You play a 70-game season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Against an 82-game season. Against an 82-game season. I mean, it's crazy. I think a lot of it goes to, like, Pop's philosophy, though. Like, his overriding thing. You know, when you walk into that locker room in San Antonio, I don't know if you've ever seen it, Rick. In the Spurs locker room, there's this big quote from Joseph, yeah. Joseph Reese, who is a Danish reformer, as Pop described him to me. And it's, it's – I can't quote it verbatim, but it's something about, you know, what they do is there's a big rock, and they pound the rock. And every day you just keep pounding. You don't know which hit it is that breaks the rock, but yeah. one of those hits – is going to be the thing. So it's basically just saying, you know, you, you keep working. You Consistency, keep working. Yeah. You keep, yeah. you keep doing it every single day. And that's really what they do, you know. And and it takes guys time, and they buy in, and they figure it out. And I think you see Danny Green and um, Splitter and those guys get more and more comfortable, and they understand, well, if I can work on this and this. And they've had that same system for, what, 15 years 15, now? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, and it, I think that also helps R.C. Buford in the front office because they say, well, we need a center. We we need a guy who can do this and this, and we don't really care about this and this. So right. it, it narrows down what you're looking for a little bit too. Yeah, yes, yeah, a system that not everybody can, you know, employ because you don't have the same people running it, and you don't and you don't have that that uh, perfect backbone for it. Right, and Tim Duncan, and then Manu and Tony Parker, and those other guys who become really that that three man crew that has become the the core of the organization. Um. I don't know what I mean. Speaking of teams, you know that we're not sure what to make of them. What about the What about the Nuggets? No, I mean, are they legitimate? What about the the Grizzlies? Are they legitimate threats? 
in the West to I mean I, I think I don't know that Oklahoma City's completely vulnerable to them, but I I could see a number of different teams coming out of the West, whereas in the East it looks like the Heat and the Seven Dwarves, you know. <laughs> but in the West it's kinda it's much more up in the air to me looking at the contenders and based on the matchups, who would have a chance to come out of the West? Look, they, I, when the trade went down, I think we all thought it was gonna, it was disruptive and mm. how did they get better losing Rudy Gay and adding pieces. But right now, the way they're playing, they've obviously found uh, uh, some some rhythm and the, the new additions are, are understanding the system that they want to execute. They're still playing the same defense. And yeah. You add Tayshaun Prince, you're going to get better defensively. Yeah. Uh, and... I think they're they're deeper at the bench with Ed Davis adding uh, more length and and a presence uh, with the ability to score if thrown if the ball is thrown in the post to him. So I, I tell you, I think they've gotten better. Dare I say? And and they were one of the top three teams in the in the uh, Western Conference between the OKC Spurs and Clippers. And now they I think they put pushed themselves right up right back up in the mix. But have they gotten better enough? <laughs> I enough, enough um, to get over you enough know, to the, get past eight, hurdle. Yeah, eighteen more games is 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 enough time to to really you know usually we say the first twenty games of a, of a regular season starting the season will tell you give you an identity. Right. So yes, they don't have training camp together, but maybe they're not practicing a ton at this time of year. But twenty games is 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 a good amount of time. Eighteen games is a good amount of time to to. Have an identity as as a new group together, and look, and and they're winning while they're doing it. Yeah, right. they're, what are they like, twelve and fourteen? Yeah, yeah, the new yeah. Group, maybe. Yeah, they so, they've been rolling. I mean, there's no yeah. question about that. So um, quietly, quietly, they could shake someone up, and when it's all said and done, yeah, yeah. I can see them beating. Uh, I can see them beating the Spurs in a one-four matchup because they play that slow style. You know, mm-hmm. right? They got big bodies. They're can four. Attack you from yeah. Can yeah. Attack you from there. Uh. I don't, you know, I don't know. Like you said, eighteen games. It's enough time left for some some uh, twisted and turning in the standings, and you know who knows what happens injury wise. That's always going to play a part. Um, you know, we set up for a perfect finish to the regular season. This final, you know, mad dash and then into the playoffs is going to be very. With Den- well, with Denver too. You know, they started off with like such a hard schedule. Yeah, the, the schedule got real good for but them. But the schedule's great for them yes. right now, and I think maybe we're seeing a little bit of that too. Yeah, that's they, why that's what I said. You never know what. Yeah. People always ask you to make a reaction, you know, or have a reaction after one game. It's like, man, with so many moving parts in, a, in an 82 game season, it's just hard to make yeah. any kind of lasting judgment. I mean, heck, a month and a half ago, we all were burying the Lakers. Yeah. You know, and here they are making a push. Um, you know, to, to make themselves a, a factor again in the postseason. So we'll see. I just – I don't know. I, it's funny. Dwight Howard went back to Orlando and turned into Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> like, hey, I, I thought what Kobe said um, over, over the weekend heading into this Orlando game for, for Dwight in the Lakers, you know, and I, I'm paraphrasing, but, he, you know, it's basically like go down there and give him hell, you know, like. Go make them see what they're missing. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of attitude you have to have in that situation because they roasted him. You know, mm-hmm. they had the Dwight Coward jerseys on. I mean, they were. Did you see the billboard? They're going to give him the business. Yeah. When, <laughs> they had the a billboard when, counting down. down to when Dwight leaves us again. I <laughs> yeah. mean, they just. <laughs> no shame, you know. And you, you should have expected it. I mean, 
Yeah. What you expect to happen, but uh, I don't know. Another one of those things, like I said, in the West. To me, the West is completely crazy in terms of we don't know what the playoff matchups are going to be. Right. And then once you see what they are and how the brackets line up, that's when you can start making some assessments of who's going to do what and whether they have a chance to to get out. Right. It's exciting. Um, Speaking of exciting, let's get to our guest this week here on the Hangtime Podcast. Lang, I know, has done some due diligence to make this happen, uh, as has Greg Wagan, our super producer. We we have stepped the game up around here. Uh, About once a year, Seku asked me to like to, <laughs> to land land a big fish. Yes, go out and you know you're in New York, make it happen. And uh, this this is a big one. We finally found a guest who could come on the show and top Lang Whitaker for you know <laughs> beauty shots and uh, time spent on runways and in the pages of glossy magazines. I can't believe you made this joke with me and not Rick. <laughs> That's the whole irony of the job. <laughs> Damaris Lewis, Sports Illustrated swimsuit model and hoops fan extraordinaire, is joining us here on the Hang Time Podcast. Damaris, how are you doing? I'm great. Happy to be here. Yeah. Now, listen, we know you're busy. What, what, what does the life of a supermodel consist of this time of day on a, on a Wednesday morning? Uh, well, if I'm not working, it consists of me either at the chiropractor or the gym, like I just said you guys before it started um uh or getting on a plane but ever so recently it's just been a lot of talking basketball since the all-star opener <laughs> so basically you are an nba player with heels i can be wmba <laughs> no you, like, you can play with whoever you want like i can be wmba <laughs> it's just because their season's not on right now i can be baby lisa leslie who she doesn't have a jump shot Heels to hoops, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, tell us about I, – I, I know you because um, I've seen you tweet for the last six months or so, and I started following you because you have a blog. Um, yeah. Tell, tell people about your blog and, and how did you decide to, to start that blog? Well, I um, I was in Sports Illustrated for three years, and, you know, like whenever we'd go to Vegas, I'd actually be talking to the actual writers and not so much everybody else. Uh, and uh, one of the writers told me that I should get a league pass, and I was like, you want me to pay to see the players on my computer? <laughs> no. So then I gave in. I started watching OKC, and um, during the playoffs, I would just tweet so much. And one day, um, my friend had an idea. He's like, just bottle it up and put it on a blog. So I was walking around, and I was like, hmm, heels to hoops, because I hate wearing heels to basketball games, <laughs> even though I always do. I hate it. And I'm like, heels to hoops. So I do it. Um, and then, you know, it, it, it's just a fun thing, to, a fun place to go. My sarcasm kind of comes out on the blog, uh, not so much on Twitter. You only have 140 characters. I can't joke about Birdman's tattoos looking like a Ed Hardy shirt on Twitter <laughs> because I only have 140 characters. But I can do that on my blog for right. free brain. Him and J.R. Smith are skin buddies. That's the best thing. <laughs> um, and that's how that's how that whole thing kind of started. It's just kind of how I met uh, people at NBA and TNT as well, just on a trip to to Vegas with SI. So yeah, I just like to blog. And I got Jeff Green's one of his first interviews uh, since he came back from heart surgery last year, which was great. ESPN picked it up, and you know, kind of like it. Demarius, uh, so this love for basketball, where did it uh, yeah. first begin? Well, you guys know the movie uh, He Got Game. Rick, yes, Rick knows it. Those are my projects in the movie. There you go. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm 
from Coney Island, um, the same projects they shot that movie. So I've kind of been around basketball my whole life. My older brother watched basketball growing up. He never let me watch. And uh, when I finally got older and realized that I was into it, I realized how much I was into it, and I realized how much it actually can kind of inspire you on a daily, because I watch OKC a lot, and people are like, why are you watching a team in Oklahoma? I'm like, well, first of all, we're all the same age. Second of all, (laughs) you can't tell me that people who are the same age as me have to wake up and be in a gym and do drills and get on planes, and it's kind of like my life in a sense not really but see where I'm going here so you kind of watch them and it's just like well they can do it I can do it not really but you know what I mean you know what I mean so does that, so does that make you an OKC fan over your Brooklyn uh, Nets wait who said I was a Nets fan okay here's my spiel I'm a Knicks I'm a Knicks fan I've always been a Knicks fan and I didn't watch the Nets when they were in Jersey it's the same team Brooke Lopez still has no flag and I don't watch the Nets. I mean, like, I do want to eventually, but I don't want to be the hypocrite fan who just puts Brooklyn <laughs> on their shirt because it says Brooklyn. Like, I could go to another store and just buy a shirt right. that says Brooklyn or use a Sharpie and shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and it will look exactly the same. Um, so, no, it doesn't. I am a Nick. I am a Nick. But, you know, I have to pay for seven teams on League Pass, so I have seven teams. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it goes. People are like, so what's your teams? I'm like, let's see, Knicks, Raptors, Clippers, okay. And they're like, no, you can only choose one. I'm like, I pay for, for seven, I'm giving you seven. <laughs> so do yeah. you have many, uh, you know, con- basketball conversations in your line of work? I mean, I, I'm assuming not everyone, uh, you know, who's doing that for a living is into basketball like you are. I don't. I try, and my problem is when I meet people, you know, you meet somebody and they, you say, oh, where are you from? And somebody says New York or, like, somebody says Ohio. Sadly, every person I meet in my field, I associate where they're from with a basketball team. <laughs> right. So I'll meet somebody from, um, I don't know, Minnesota, and I'll be like, oh, my God, are you a Rubio fan? And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you don't watch basketball sorry I, I do this with everyone yeah. i don't know why but no a lot of people in in my field fashion industry they don't watch uh too much basketball but it's vice versa with me i mean i love modeling but i'm not big on you know watching everything fashion sure, sure. you you also toured with prince what was that yeah. last year and you danced with him yeah um is he a is he a basketball fan is he like minnesota Timberwolves? is he a rubio guy he he is a basketball fan. I, um, I did an interview on Triple M Radio, which is a radio out in Australia, which you can hear it online. It's still there. It's like nine minutes long, and he talks some basketball in it. Huh. And he says that Dwayne is his favorite player uh, and something else, et cetera, et cetera. But that's online. And so, yeah, he is a basketball fan. I'm still in the band, though. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. You're still in the band? Yeah, I'm I'm the dancer in the band. Really? What what is this like the new new power generation? What is, yeah, what's MPG. the name of the band now? MPG. MPG. Oh, it's still at. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. cool. So now, how how did you get into the the modeling and fashion world? I mean, I know I've heard so many stories in the past of people being discovered accidentally on a tr- you know, yeah. on a train platform. Uh, like what's at your... the drugstore? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the drugstore. Well, I was um I was performing with my old dance center from Bed-Stuy, we were in Chelsea Piers, and someone runs up to me and gives me a card, and I was 13. He's like, Whoa. have your mother call me. And, you know, when you're from Brooklyn and somebody runs up to you, 
you go the other way. So I gave the card away. I was like, somebody just ran up to me. I don't know who this is. Somebody comes back to me, and they're like, do you know what this is? This is elite model management. And I was like, okay. And turns out that it was like a big agent, and he wanted to speak to my mom. And I told them no. I was mm-hmm. like, uh, no, I'm 13. I don't want fame at 13. So right. I waited a year and a half till I started high school. You get to see who really likes you, who doesn't <laughs> like you, who's going to like you in a year. Um, I got braces, and I told them, I was like, I'm not missing school for you. So they were like, okay, it's cool. And I've missed, I think, four days of school in my life. Like, I'm a mega nerd. <laughs> <laughs> like, mega nerd. So that's kind of how it all started. And then when I graduated, I booked Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. So I decided to do it full time. Okay. Now, were you, you mentioned when you were 13, were you – were you uh, awkward at all? Like, were you really tall at 13? Or were, I, mean, I was. I, I entered junior high school at, I want to say, 4'11", mm-hmm. right, which is probably the size that all of you were when you were born because I know you were pretty tall. Um, and then I left junior high school at 5'7". So when I was discovered, I was probably around 5'7". I grew last year. Now I'm 5'11". I was 5'9 and a half a year ago. You know, okay. all, all, all respect to Maris, but you always hear all these models. Every model of the story is, well, I was just tall and ugly in, yeah. in high school. I was – and I don't I, – I'm – I don't really believe that. <laughs> well, I know it's true. Oh, my God. I can send you photos. My first pair of glasses had two Pikachus on the side. Two Pokemon. Like, I can't make this up. I really can't make this up. Um, I was super nerdy. Like, I wore glasses until I couldn't take dancing in them anymore. What did they call me? The Brainiac in, at the Boys and Girls Club? Because I would make up things, right? Because I was like, oh, you're going to call me the Brainiac? I'm going to act like I'm smart. So I'd be like, the circumference of a square is... Totally not, and they'd be like, wow, she knows these big words. No idea what I'm talking about. I, was, I, I still am a nerd, but I, it, it is very true. A lot of us are awkward, and that's what makes models, though, because uh, it, in the fashion industry, it's good to be weird-looking, kind of. And uh, if you are, then it's kind of like a gem. So, like, people call my eyebrows caterpillars, but I make money off of them, so boom, go get a forest. Like, that's, that's how it goes. Damaris, with uh, the height of 5'11", have you actually played some basketball? Uh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Basketball. Did you guys see the the All-Star opener? Yes. Yeah, that's probably the most basketball I've played, uh, (laughs) as in holding a basketball (laughs) in that. No, actually, last year they put me in the Phoenix Suns uh, celebrity shootout, which Mm -hmm. was funny because, one, I'm not a celebrity. Nobody knows who I am. And, two, I don't play basketball. So I'm on a team with, like, T.O. and Anthony Anderson and Bubba Sparks and all these people who, like, know – Bubba Watson, all these people who know what they're doing. And all I did was literally run up and down (laughs) the floor. The whole time. I let my hair out. I was like, oh, I'm going to look like Pocahontas going up and down this court. If I've had on 13s, I was Jordan flagged out, didn't know what I was doing. So, no, I don't, I don't play. I went to basketball camp once, and I got a trophy. And I tell people that, but they don't know that all of us got trophies. I was just going to say, this is the era of everyone getting a trophy. <laughs> We're going to keep that between us, okay? Let's, uh, I was going to say, let's actually talk basketball. About I want to ask you about your Knicks. Yeah. Um, I mean – they had a great start to the season, and then they've been kind of a 500 team the last few months. Um, which is the real Knicks team? See, I am very I'm, – I'm, I can't let go of that Felton-Gallinari-Chandler team we had uh, before you better let go we of got mellow. <laughs> you I can't let go. Yeah, I can't the let super go. friends. <laughs> I can't let go. Um, 
before we got Mello, you know, and then we get Mello, we have Amari, and then we get Chandler, and we get Chandler obviously because of the defense. Right. And he comes in, and it's like, boom, defense. But what you notice is that one time someone of the Knicks, kind of the Knicks big three, isn't playing, it's either like Chandler's trying to become another another player as as far as a defenseman or right. Melo's out, so Amari, you know, his back is always doing something, so he's not in the game. Um, but I feel like the team we have now, especially with Jr. with Felton, you know, we have fast and slow. You mm-hmm. gotta say it like it is. <laughs> Just say it like it is. Um, we do. We have fast. We have big, sexy. We got Kurt Thomas. You know, you have all these people. We just, you know, let go of Ronnie Brewer. Uh, he's just called now. Thomas Big Sexy. <laughs> That's his name, isn't it? He's Big Sexy, and then the other one. Um, so uh, you find older Scalabrini. men attractive. What's his name? <laughs> what's That's that? his name. What's What's Scalabrini's name? White Mamba. Brian Scalabrini. The White Mamba. There it goes. Yeah. See? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm with the nickname. I'm with the nickname. But, you know, I do have faith. I have faith in the team. I just um, – I love the coach, and I do think that we can so- uh, soar. I just feel like there needs to be some type of gelling where if one of the big three, you know, players is out, that everybody still kind of keeps their role. I right. think they're fine if they do that. But if they if Felton tries to become – just a shooting guard and not a point guard, just because Melo's out and they need somebody shooting threes, it's like, we have no back. It's okay. Right. You don't right. have to. Have you noticed the 19-game win streak by the Heat? Have I noticed? <laughs> what do you think? I live under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've you know, noticed. You're way down there in Miami. You know, <laughs> I'm not a Heat hater. I'm not. Um, I definitely respect the team. Somebody, somebody yesterday, oh, wait, oh, sorry, Rick, you're, you're a Lakers fan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Somebody yesterday was trying to tell me about the Lakers, and I was like, uh, you mean the pond that they're ready to go fishing in? <laughs> and the Heat, I, I, I mean, personally, I think the Heat could do it again. 19-game uh, straight, new record. That's pretty dope. Yeah. What about your Thunder? Thunder goes boom. That's <laughs> you know, the Spurs kind of killed them a little bit, you know. Yeah. On Monday, which is fine because anybody who watches the playoffs know that Thunder Spurs is always the game to watch. And I, I feel like the Spurs are kind of like a Knicks in a sense of people. People never watch them during the season because they're older, but people don't realize that with the game of NBA now, with all the calls you get as soon as you touch somebody, they're the ones who know what to do. Right. <laughs> because they're the ones who've been there since prehistoric age, no offense, and <laughs> are there now. Well, people, so, um, people, I think Thunder, you know, I, I didn't like the Eric Maynard trade. Right. I really thought that he was great on the team. But you still have Westbrook. Uh, I'm definitely a Westbrook fan. I hate that, what was it, two playoffs ago when he took those 30 shots and right. everybody was, was like, him. oh, Westbrook sucks. I'm like, shut up. You don't watch the team. You watch <laughs> this game. You have no idea what he does. He's faster than you. He's going to beat you in a race. Calm it down. <laughs> I, wonder so, if the, I wonder if the Spurs are in the Thunder's head a little bit, you know? the Thunders. I mean, how can they not be? They're, they're, the, they're vets. Right. Well, the, the Thunder's one and two against them this season, and they haven't yet played the Spurs at full strength. They've always been missing a guy every time they've played. Um, this time yeah, it was I Parker. Mean, once it was Ginobili. So. I think about I, – I never count the Spurs out ever. You know, it happens every single year. Nobody talks about them. And then playoff time comes, and it's like, oh, my God, the Spurs right. are amazing. It's like, no, oh, my God, you just didn't turn on the TV right. playing. So you have no the idea. Um, that, the Spurs are a threat. Demaris, uh – I think my my NBA brother brotherhood would actually kill me if I didn't ask you this. Um, okay. You you have great personality. You can hear it in your voice. You're intelligent. You're beautiful. Thank you. 
Uh, are you dating? Would you date uh, an NBA player? Is there anyone out Would there that is of interest player? to you? What the? I have, <laughs> I have no. See, my I always I always joke. My type is male. Um, <laughs> I don't have like a certain genesis qua like you must be over six seven. Like no. Um, okay. I'm open to anything, but this... respect, old school, chivalry. Like I listen to Sinatra in the morning. You need to accept that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> This thing just went from a basketball <laughs> conversation to the dating game. Um, uh, the love, the love connection the love with Rick connection Fox. With Rick. Bow chicka wow. So I hear you're single then. <laughs> yes, that would be yes, that would be the wow. answer. Wow. Yes. We we had That's no idea this was going to happen today. All right, so D- Demaris. <laughs> <laughs> Before we let you go, before we let you go, let's get you on the record. Who's going to win okay. the title this season? And give us your East and West picks. Oh, that's mean. Can I just mm, – I, okay, you know what? I'm a Nick, but I'm going to say East. East, I'm going with the Heat. You kind of have to. Um, it's 19 straight. I'm definitely not going with the Lakers in the West. So, <laughs> so the West – All the Lakers gonna, are married. <laughs> <laughs> I still believe – I still believe in, in, in the Thunder. So, yeah. rematch. Then. I do. And who wins? Who wins? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a psychic. My name's not Miss Cleo. So <laughs> like, you have to see when they get to the finals. All right. All right. Well, you need to show up to the finals so we can, you know, we, you can hang out with us. We will definitely yeah, be down. there. Rick will be there, and so will his NBA brethren. And so will his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Damaris Lewis joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast. It's been great. Listen, we appreciate it. And uh, we're we're big-time swimsuit, modeling, fashion, and all that other good stuff fans now. We're going we're gonna to keep up with you, so you got to keep up with us. Oh, thank you. I will. All right, Damaris. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Damaris. All right. Thank bye. You. Have a good one. You too. Guys, is, seriously, Rick, yeah. are you trying to get the hot, hot grits? Bubble bath out there today? Are you no, crazy? I'm trying, hook, I'm trying to hook up my NBA brothers. That's what I'm saying. Which brothers are you trying to hook up? Uh, whatever one she's interested in. Because they're gonna get you fried up. You better. No, you better. No. Look, she she obviously is is a, is a interesting person that that actually has a lot going on, and she's smart, and she we know she's attractive. That's the kind of, <laughs> of women we need our players dating. You talk about so, your players. That's kind of women anybody. That's that's kind of woman anybody needs today. This <laughs> is true, single. but I'm trying to keep it in house. Jarrell, Jarrell, single. Jarrell's in here like beating the beating the glass up, punching, sorry, punching his I'm knuckles sorry. on the glass. Look at it. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I, I thought we were all taken on, in our crew. No, man. He's in here like he just divorced t- Peyton Manning. He's like he'll kick Peyton Manning to the curb for Demaris Lewis. This is ridiculous. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, yeah, maybe. He said he'll think about it. So I can let all my Laker brothers know they don't have a shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she ain't interested in the Lake show. I'll tell you uh, what. Russell Westbrook, on the other hand, might have a chance. He, he might need to keep his antenna up. Um, she's, I'll tell you what. She's sharp, though. She knows the game. Yeah. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't mess no. around. She clearly she goes to locked a lot in. Of, she goes to a lot of Knicks games. Yeah. She goes to a lot of in. games, yeah. That's good, though. That's good. Yes. The, we, the, the better... The more the merrier and the better looking, the better. <laughs> she kind of makes up for you and me, so. Yes. I mean, <laughs> when she said she said what her type was, I knew she wasn't talking about me and Lang, so I just kind of let her keep going. But you guys don't listen to Sinatra? I'll start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to go program it in on the serious <laughs> right, right now. Right now. <laughs>
<laughs> next week on and, and GQ, Lang Whitaker writes about <laughs> Next week when the podcast starts, it's going to be like the summer wind <laughs> came blowing in. Well, I tell you what, seriously, that was comedy. Rick went off the. I'm talking. He went straight Chuck Woolery mode. He's, so <laughs> we'll be back in two minutes, yeah. two seconds. So <laughs> you're single. I was like, whoa, where are we going? I loved it, man. Listen, this is my favorite day of the week. I love, I love, I love podcast day. This is the best. <laughs> One other thing that I wanted to mention that uh, that we haven't talked a whole lot about on the podcast this season is Derrick Rose. And what do the Chicago Bulls and Derrick Rose have to do uh, to get themselves aligned and, and get Rose back on the floor and, and into the mix for the Bulls? And I'm one of these people who does not believe he has an obligation to come back just because the doctor said he's he should be fine. If I'm of the mind – that if a guy doesn't feel comfortable, and I don't care about percentages and all that stuff, if a guy doesn't feel in his heart of hearts and in his mind that he's ready to get out there and contribute and play at a certain level, I don't want him out there. I don't want him out there uncertain. I don't want him out there wondering, you know, if he if, if he's doing this right or doing that right or if he's favoring whatever the injury might be. Because of injury or, or so for any even reason? Even if it's just in his head, like coming so off of an injury. So you're okay with Eric Gordon then? No, that's, that's not the same thing, actually. Why Gordon. not? Well, Why because not? because Eric Gordon made a comeback from an injury and then had a, you know, had a relapse, basically. Rose is trying to make that comeback from an injury that tends to take a year to come back from, regardless. But Derrick okay. Rose had an injury last season and came back and got injured again. I think that's part of why he got injured the second time, though. You know? The first I, injury. No, the, well, he remember he injured his leg was out right. and he came back towards ACL in the playoffs. Right. I happen to think that a lot of that, could, you know, it, it's been time and again. I think we've seen where athletes, you know, where they they're favoring it, they're they're overcompensating, they end up making it worse. I just hate to see Derrick Rose try and come back to shut people up or to feel like he's doing, you know, he's living up no, to some I, obligation. I, I, you know what the, I mean? That's the wrong reason to come back. Yeah, to, you know, to. to, to quiet the doubters or yeah but i i do think at a point there's there's an unrealistic expectation that one may have about being 100 percent. yeah look if you've logged a number of years in this league and you you play the game at the clip he plays it at or any superstar plays it at where they're a target to be banged on you know beat yeah. up and, and they're logging 40 minutes a game you know you, you just you're never a hundred percent you right. just can't. So you, you, it's really learning how to play with the taxing demands of an NBA season, and, and, and as your body diminishes in in health as you go along, you, you know, And I get now. I get. Look, you, you do something to your knee or ankle. At some point, you want to give the appropriate amount of time to heal up and to be ready and to be right. But to to think that he'll ever come back and be the same Derrick Rose, whether it's physically or psychologically. Is it's not going to happen. He's no. he tore his knee. He look, I ruptured a tendon in my foot. I, I rehabbed. I got back. I took the time. I did, but I still was never right psychologically. It was always that thought of man, this thing could pop again. Right? Yeah, or don't feel so, right. Or yeah, right. Or you know, and so we're not. You know, I think we're we're anxious to see him is what we all want. Uh, and I think the pressure in Chicago is probably a lot stronger than the pressure even from us here on Hang Time. Uh, but it, it's. There is a fine line of holding your, your team hostage with the expectation that you may come back. I think they would be better off if he says, you know what, 
that's it. I'm shutting it down for the year. Yeah. I'll see you guys in September. What if, if if he doesn't have an obligation to come back until he's 100%, like you said? I don't, I, didn't, I don't necessarily – I said I don't care about the percentages. Right. I'm saying I don't want Derrick Rose out there half-stepping it. Right. I don't want him out there unsure of himself because whatever the percentage he's supposed to be, if he's not playing the right way, it'll it'll show. But isn't isn't a Derrick Rose half step in it or a Derrick Rose at sixty percent? We say it about Kobe. People always say that. I don't know. I don't think every guy's the same. But what don't the couldn't the Bulls use a sixty percent Derrick Rose right now? I don't know. I I don't. I'm never. I've never been a proponent of guys playing. At less than whatever they think their best is right. in these situations, only because we always say that. Well, isn't this guy better at seventy percent right. than not? And then he goes out there, and well, no, actually, he's not. Right. You know, what I mean, it's it, but yeah, you don't but know until he goes out, there. and you don't know until he gets out there, and that's right. it. That's what I'm saying. Like until he's ready to go out there and put it on the line every night, <clears throat> I would be nervous about him going out there at all because I think. It's, and and you know what we have to be subjective. This, this Derrick Rose coming back from this is not the same as the second string point guard somewhere coming back from this. This this is a much more complex thing. You were talking about yeah. a guy who's not only the face of the franchise but the city and the way Chicago is. He he's carrying the hopes of a whole lot of people, right or wrong, on on his knee. Look, I, I think we're in a different era, man. I, maybe I come from a cold era of basketball mm-hmm. where where the generation I, I looked up to and, and watched to the generation I played with because they were actually, when I came in the league, all breaking down and going through the taxing, uh, you know, the taxing uh, uh, process of trying to get your body ready to get out there any which way you could to, to right. get on the floor. Right. I mean, you had, you had to, like, literally, like, stop them from going out there. Right. I mean, they were going to be out there if they could put a uniform on and give you the best they could when they could. And, and it was... It was a personal pride thing, you know. They're, they're, they're collecting a check. Yeah, they want to actually earn their money, and 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 this and there's a different generation. It's not to say Derek's wrong, but this is a different generation where athletes are taking full control control of their own health. Yeah, and and their own timelines, regardless of you know the fact that they're paid millions of dollars to actually play the game, and so. It's not to say he's wrong. It's to say that this is a different era. You could an athlete back in my day, before my time, they they they'd go out with one. They'd go out with a, look. Willis Reed. The guys went out and played. Yeah. And they they just look. Kobe's one of the last guys like that. Yeah. And but I, hey, I also, also think though, uh, I wonder if the expectations have changed though because we're in this era because you see. Adrian like, Peterson or, or, yeah. or, or Ray Lewis or Kobe. Right. You see like a guy come back from an injury and get to 100% or close to 100% in a quicker amount of time. Yeah. And you think, well, you know, why shouldn't I be able to wait till I get to that level? Uh-huh. You know? I think you also, I mean, Rick, you bring up a good point, Rick. Those guys you're talking about, those, those are the same guys we see limping down hallways now. Yeah. You know, during, yeah. during All-Star Weekend and, you know, during the finals when you, you know, I'll never forget a couple of years ago, we were at the hotel in L.A. during the finals, and Kevin McHale was at the opposite end of the hallway, and he had to mm-hmm. drag that bad foot all yeah. the way. It, it took him five minutes to make it down the hallway in the hotel, man. And you look at him and go, man, that's some pain. That I'm sure at the time it was worth it to do whatever it took to play through it. But these guys, you, you said look, it. These guys are yeah. taking ownership of their own, Yeah, you know. And, 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 and their and, goal, is to, yeah, their goal you, is to leave the game. Having ma- having maximized their earning potential yeah. and, and actually 
leave still on, you know, on, on a high level health wise, I don't know how you balance the two. I would look, right. I, I, I couldn't balance the two. I, I just, I only knew one speed yeah. all out, leave it out there. And I signed up for what I knew was coming down the road, which mm-hmm. was probably going to leave the game some way, rupturing something, breaking right. something. And I feel like I got off light and I, you know, I ruptured <laughs> a tendon in my foot. I don't got a tendon in my foot, but, right. but you know, the, you, you're right. Say who you see the guys, the older guys, man, you don't get out of this game after playing 15, 16 years yeah, without, without some scars and warping. Slava Medvedinko. I don't know if you know, you guys remember oh, yeah. that name? Oh, yeah. Slava Medvedinko sat on a, on a training table in the Laker locker room next to me when I was rehabbing my, 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 my foot. Uh, and Phil Jackson walked by and he said, uh, asked Gary Vee, he's like, what's up with Slava? Is he ready to go? And then Slava said, Phil said, Phil, Slava, you, you ready to go? Because he'd been out for a while, a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. with, a, with a, basically something with his finger. And Slava said, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm 98, 99% ready. So ninety eight, ninety nine, like what? <laughs> the hell, are you waiting for a hundred percent? Like, get out on the floor. All right. So you realize that some people just really, really, honestly feel they're gonna wait till they get to a hundred percent. I wonder if there's also, you know, we talk about you see the guys limping around now. If there's also some like pursuit of glory in there because we still talk about Kevin McHale. We still talk about Willis Reed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some macho in that. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you, you, there's some, in some way you can prove this is who I am. And yeah. This is I'm, what I I'm can be. I'm a tough guy. Yeah. I mean, Ronnie Lott, you know, yeah. Yeah. they are guys who have become famous for their toughness and I, I'm all for toughness. What I'm not for is stupidity. You see, well, just doing <laughs> something in spite of what's, you know, staring you in the face. Like, Derrick Rose had an injury that generally, in with all the, I mean, there was a time when a torn ACL could end your career. Right. Yeah. So now we've gotten to the point where a torn ACL can keep you out for like a on one it. year. Yeah. And if I'm saying, there, I don't see anything wrong with him giving it a year, and if that means. But we also see it can take six months. That just depends and on you who can you come are. Come back and lead the NFL in rushing. Sure. Or, and or, then you and then you have a sports hernia two weeks later. Right. Or Ricky. <laughs> Ricky, I mean, but Ricky Rubio and Amon Shumpert, yeah. both, they're both back playing. Right. You know? I mean, I don't think. Just I, either come back or don't or come don't back. Don't come back. Right. Don't yeah, hold like, this team hostage. Don't, don't right. have everybody. This is a team that can go to the second round. Right. 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 But I don't think it's worth risking coming back sooner rather than later to appease, you know, to appease that monster of how Agreed. tough are you and whether, you know. Agreed. And I've argued this. I've I've debated. It's not argued. It's just a debate. I mean, it's just discussion. Because Derrick Rose is the only dude who has to live with the consequences of his actions. You know, whether he comes back sooner or later, um, you want to see him get back and get back to playing at a high level. But I'm not foolish enough to think that he'll get back and be any and everything he was before the injury. That's that's reserved for Adrian Peterson and basically nobody else as of now. He's the only this dude I've ever seen who came back from an ACL yeah. ten times better than he was before he got hurt. <laughs> this, this just, this just in: uh, sixth grader brings twenty twenty thousand to school. Twenty thousand what? Twenty grand? I, had a backpack full of full of cash. What did he do? Grab his dad's backpack? I have no idea. <laughs> Grab Rick's backpack. Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> it's time for bragging rights as the guys put their rep on the line. All right, it was fun being here this week. I'm going to go ahead and head out now. <laughs> yeah, well. No, no, Lang, stay. Yeah, stick around for this party. You oh. know, Rick, I'm on the Arena Link Sunday night. 
from uh, Miami. Rick bust bust me out in front of the whole world about bragging rights. <laughs> nobody no nobody knew we were talking about it, but, but me and Rick. He just, but we knew. He you goes in on me about bragging rights. Like man, I can't believe you just did this. <laughs> A two in one week for the leader. I can't believe it. I got to give it up to this joker, Rick Fox, thirty two and twenty three, folks. Um, I'm right on his heels, though. Let's not get it twisted. I still got a chance to come back. 31-24 after a two-in-one week myself. Lang, on the other hand, is growing the beard out again. His Hey, the Lakers are over 500, Rick. <laughs> Lang is not. Oh, I mean, let's yeah. just keep it real. This this ain't your thing. Bragging rights. Dwight Howard had to go back to Orlando to be <laughs> Dwight Howard. I had to return to, to Atlanta. Atlanta. ATL, shouty. To return to Langwood. You had to go back yep. to your old high school and stand in the doorway <laughs> to the gym. <laughs> Do your He-Man pose. I feel the power. <laughs> I, but like, look, I got to take some. I got to take chances now because I got to. I can't pick the same game. If I pick the same thing you guys pick, I'm just going to stay behind. You so. got to get the wooden nickel like Rick did, man. I'm swinging flipping that thing. I'm swinging and, for the fences. Yeah, now. you got to go for it. Got to get up and get out and get something, son. Come on, Greg. What's our picks this week? What we got? All right. First game will be Miami at Boston. Lang, since you're at the bottom of the barrel, let's uh, – I'll take Miami. <laughs> He's got a pretty good chance with that one. Uh, I don't know if the streak is going to be over by the, you know, before then or not, but I don't like to stand in front of a moving locomotive. I'm, I'm taking the heat. Wow. Wow, because I think if they've lost by then, Rick, yeah, then they then they you know they get back on the horse yeah. and want to want to beat the Celtics, and I think they're going to beat the Celtics regardless. But if they haven't lost, the Celtics are going to hit them in the mouth early, and that's going to make the Heat you know they have three games between now it. and then. I don't yeah. know who they're playing, but it don't even matter. It's victims number they have three 20, games before that. And... Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a weekend game, is it not? Mm. No, it must be Monday night. Yeah, Monday, Monday night, Monday night in Boston. That's a sleepy night. Monday night, sleepy night. I'm going with the Heat. Trizap game. Three for three Heat. Three for three on the Heat. Let's go, Gray. All right, second one is here's a random one for you. Great. Ready? Golden State at Houston. Ooh. Houston's battling for the playoff spot. Yeah. So is Golden State at this Golden point. Golden State, yeah, they're hey, trying to right. hold on to their position. I'm Golden State at Houston. I'm going with Houston. I'm going with the the James Harden Express. How about you? Is that, Ray? It's on me, right? It's on me. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, I think uh, they're in Houston. You said yeah. yes. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm going Golden State. Mm. I'm gonna take Houston at home. Final game of the week. Or net this coming weekend will be Memphis at Denver. Ugh. Ugh. That was uh, Jarrell's special. I'm going with uh, I'm going with Denver. <laughs> Peyton Manning special. Denver's pretty dang good at home now. What have they lost? Like three or four games all year at home. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm de- I'm definitely going with the Nuggets at the house. Yeah, me too. So much for you coming, making a comeback, Lane. <laughs> <laughs> I picked against Rick on that one game, so we'll That's see. That's right. Uh, Golden State at Houston. Yeah, so we'll see how that works. Golden State, Houston, Memphis at Denver, and Miami at Boston. All right. All right. I feel a comeback in me. Let's, let's see if I can make up some ground. How many games a week we have different, uh, say, coup? 
Just one, I think. Just one. Just that middle game. Golden State at Houston. That's why I said if I go undefeated. And you guys are only a game apart. Once again, it's on. What's the what's the final tally here? I mean, loser is laying by in dinner at, at the finals. Is that no? What if the, if if I win, Rick is is getting us all to the Bahamas for one of these little <laughs> ambassador trips. <laughs> whatever on him. Whatever happens, first class. Whatever happens, Rick's paying for whatever happens. <laughs> you know, that's all expense paid trip. We're gonna that's eat only if I'm 100. We're gonna eat some vegan <laughs> vegan dinner. He said only, only if he's 100. Hey. All right. Well, listen. One more. Maybe maybe whoever wins bragging rights, their picture should be on. No, nah, I don't know about that. I tell you who won. <laughs> I tell you who won bragging rights for the week. Yeah. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's true. Yak. <laughs> I want to thank our guest, Damaris Lewis, Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, Brandon Knight. Former Pistons point guard who has been, you know, mutilated every which way but loose by DeAndre Jordan this week. Can we say also Brandon Knight's tweet afterwards? And then big ups to Brandon Knight for yeah, that was having great. a sense of humor about it. Um, that was fantastic. You know, it in this digital age, that, that's a pretty good rebuttal by the young fella. Yeah. Um, we will see you next time right here on the Hangtime Podcast. See what we can't do in terms of another guest. We've We've raised the bar. We gotta, we gotta keep it raised now. So we'll see you Only next week right here on the Hangtime Podcast. Later. Only if I'm 100%. Thanks for listening to the Hangtime Podcast. To download more episodes of the show, visit the iTunes Music Store and be sure to check out the Hangtime blog on NBA.com. And as always, say Kuna Matata.